Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of Sabbath Talks. I'm Daryl Horn, the Executive Director of the San Antonio Baptist Association. We've got a great lineup for you in this series of podcasts on leadership. This is podcast number three in a series of seven podcasts. If you've not listened to podcast one or two, I want to encourage you to go back and take the time to listen to those two because they really set the stage for the podcast today, which is on clear roles, the strategy of cooperation. We're looking at a tremendous tool called the Leadership Compass, and it is a a tremendous asset that you would have in your toolbox as a leader. It helps you make decisions on your personal life and also in your ministry context. Joining me today, once again, on this podcast is a friend of mine who introduced me to the Leadership Compass. His name is Bill uh, Hulse. He's from Putnam City Baptist Church, there where he pastors, located just outside the northwest edge of Oklahoma City. Bill's been using the Leadership Compass for over a decade and has taught the leaders in his church to use this effectively. And in the first two podcasts, if you listen to those, Bill gave us a couple of examples of how he was able to take uh, multi-hour discussions down to a five-minute discussion and make a clear decision. So, Bill, once again, thank you for taking the time to be a part of Sabbath Talks. It's a pleasure to have you lead our conversation on the Leadership Compass. Well, thanks for having me again. It's a joy to be with you. Well, we're pick, we're going to pick up where we left off. Uh, podcast one was an introduction. Podcast two was on the reason for cooperation, which is common purpose. The topic today on this podcast is the strategy for cooperation, and that is clear roles. So, Bill, if you would, uh, get us started on this component of the Leadership Compass. Well, this was an aha moment uh, for me when I got exposed to the Compass for the first time. And it's what really changed the whole trajectory and direction of my shepherding ministry from that day forward. I think in Southern Baptist life, we have been trained well to understand the importance of purpose. Uh, I remember Rick Warren's book coming out on the Purpose Driven Church. That seemed to impact a lot of us and and getting back and tied to purpose. But then we fell into the trap of programmatic ministry that our strategy, if I was to ask somebody, what's your strategy for carrying out God's purpose? We have a tendency to talk about programming. Well, uh, if we're called to make disciples, what's your strategy? Well, our strategy is uh, Sunday night discipleship. It's one-on-one discipleship. It's our Sunday school ministry, and we talk about all the things we do to accomplish our purpose. And what this compass reminds us is, and if you look at the Jesus model, what Jesus modeled in his leadership, what better model could we find? Jesus' strategy wasn't in programming. It wasn't, okay, you you start a feeding ministry or a healing ministry or a teaching ministry. His strategy was modeled when he took his first step. What was his first step? Well, After uh, the Father said, it's time to start your earthly ministry, after the temptation in the wilderness, it says that Jesus prayed all night, and the next morning, what did he do to launch that earthly kingdom ministry? He called to himself the 12 disciples. 
So this next piece of the compass, the second part, comes out of purpose. The strategy for having common purpose is then to develop clear roles. First thing Jesus ever did was empower, equip, train, and make his own disciples. He invested in people. Uh, Early in my ministry, I just have to be real transparent. I was like what I see in a lot of Southern Baptist contexts. We are programmer experts, but I'm not so sure we're people developer experts. And that was a convicting point for me, that I was not developing clear roles within my ministry context and equipping those roles, which is my calling out of Ephesians 4. I was busy doing the ministry. Yes, I was bringing in volunteers, and yes, we had some roles, but they weren't clear, kingdom-minded roles, and that wasn't my priority of engage. That wasn't my strategy, was developing people to come alongside. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I was just thinking as you were talking about how many times have I heard organizations hire somebody and then a month or two down the road get upset with the new person they hired because they weren't doing their job when they never gave them a job description. Well, man. there's, There's no clear role or expectations in hiring them and and having the person to know what they need to do. Well, and and then why why is that role even a part of the team? Is it tied back to team purpose, or is it just because we want a task done? Um, I've seen a lot of organizations build wide and build uh, you know huge staffs or huge roles, but there's no role clarity. There's no tie back to purpose. And they're just doing stuff to do stuff. So uh, even with our personnel team, they have the compass. They've been trained in the compass. They are our accountability within our church environment. But they understand when I'm bringing personnel decisions, um, I better be able to explain how does that role relate to our purpose. And if it doesn't relate to purpose, we don't need the role. And we have totally revamped our staffing. Instead of it being just a traditional pastor, music minister, children's minister, youth minister, we have those roles, but we have new roles that have come out of our family ministry because part of our purpose at PCBC is to become family. So we need leadership there. That's tied to our purpose. We have roles that help us make disciples and missional components. It's a part of our Acts 1-8 strategy. Everything is tied to our common purpose, but built through clear roles of leadership so that we can be the flock we're called to be. Well, you know, you... You said in the previous podcast, podcast number two on common purpose, that purpose is boss. Purpose is the king. And you're exactly right about having clear roles and determining what what positions you need or what roles you need based upon the purpose. That is uh, vitally important. Um, I, I would assume in your church you... You have clear roles, or not clear roles, but it's a description of what each person needs to be doing to fulfill their part of the common purpose. You bet. And if you look at it, God has already defined. One of the beautiful things about God, our designer, our creator, uh, is he gives us clear designs. This is how you optimally experience the abundant life, eternal life. And all we have to do is follow the the design, the instruction manual. But the enemy loves to come in and distort the instructions, pervert the design, and, 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 and bring role confusion. Look at what's going on in our culture today. 
What's the role of a husband and a wife? In our culture, that's become greatly confused. What's the role of a parent with their children? Well, you know, in, in most states, a child can sue and divorce their parents now. Role confusion. Um, you look in any organization and there's role confusions. I've got friends in ministry that think, well, the problem is deacons, and so I'm going to bring on elders. Well, just because you change political structures in a church or change wording uh, or create new roles doesn't mean you fix the problem. If those roles aren't clearly defined and aren't scripturally purposeful, you could have even bigger problems, which we've, we've seen. So um, it is critical. Notice that each part of the compass is a two-word descriptor. It isn't just purpose and it isn't just roles. It's common purpose. Is that purpose common to everybody within the team or within this context? Are our roles not just established, not only are their job descriptions in play, but are those roles clear, not only for the person who's carrying out that role, but for the other roles that are in the organization? Do they understand not just their role, but other people's roles so we can collaborate and cooperate instead of having conflict? You know, um, we, we were talking couple of weeks ago in our one of our staff meetings about that very description you have um an adjective that describes a noun common yep. purpose yes. clear roles you yep. have you have the noun for each one but you have a description of that noun um, yep. talk with us a little bit about the idea that clear roles everybody understanding what their part is to play in the whole and and what happens when somebody's not playing, fulfilling their role, but also what happens when everybody is functioning in their lane, so to speak. There There is teamwork, but everybody's carrying their own load. Talk to us a little bit about what peace that might bring to the overall staff. Well, that's a, that's a great question. If I could give you kind of a picture, if everybody thinks about a rowboat, uh, if I'm the only guy in the rowboat, I can control that boat well, and and I can move it in, in the direction I want to go. If you've ever put another person in the rowboat, you know the challenge that happens when another person's added to the rowboat. Now, the potential is phenomenal. Two people in a rowboat can go faster, uh, can get there quicker if they are in alignment, if they cooperate together. But if they're out of a sink or out of alignment, that boat can just go in circles. It can go in the wrong direction. It can be very frustrating and and that's what the enemy tries to do in most organizations, whether it's a family organization of a husband and wife. He tries to divide them and get them going different directions and mess up the roles. I see it in church context, ministry context all the time. I see it in Jesus' team. Uh, Jesus, get this, perfect leader. His father gave him the 12. He didn't come up with the 12 on his own. He didn't go through a search committee. The father said, here's your 12 guys. So you would expect that to be a perfect team with perfect performance, right? You study you the think. disciples. You would think. You just study you study those three and a half years. Jesus had more headaches and more challenges in his team. Uh, and that's what reminds me. I'm going to have challenges in my team too. But I want to lead like Jesus led. I want to understand our purpose. I want our team to stay in alignment to purpose. And I want our team to understand their roles. But I also want them to understand how their roles come together to make the team that allows us to carry out that purpose. And when that gets blurry, when that gets confused, 
Um, in most contexts, if you don't have a compass, it becomes personality conflict. It becomes team conflict. Then a pastor has to step in, and he has to be the bad guy. And then you've got conflict that just keeps multiplying. When I've had personal conflict within a team, we break out the compass, and we come around to clear roles, and we let the compass be the referee or the facilitator. And it has removed. It isn't the pastor coming down on me. It isn't the pastor disappointed in me. Uh, it's, oh, wow, this, this shows us like a blood test. We're unhealthy right here. I'm not maybe understanding my role or how my role affects another role on the team. And the, we now have dialogue. I'm able to help be a doctor in the moment and bring medicine, healing medicine, to that conflict. Okay? How do we resolve the conflict here? How do we understand where those roles have got out of alignment? And let's make sure we all clearly understand your role, my role, our roles together. I, I think you bring a very good point to bear about our society as a whole. Clear role confusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, well, clear roles, um, not having them brings confusion. And that that is really exhibited in our society. Uh, gender confusion, uh, roles within the family, uh, roles within government, um, and even in churches. Yes. And, you know, uh, Paul says in Romans, some, some of the things I want to do, I don't do, and some of the things I don't want to do, I do. And being being clear in what uh, what we bring to the team or what we bring to the marriage or to the family to make it healthy uh, is vitally important. And, and we all would believe that God wants us to be healthy emotionally, spiritually, physically, in, in every way. And, and the body of Christ, obviously needs to be the example, not only the body of Christ, but the family, the local family. So as we wrap up this uh, this podcast on clear roles, what should be our takeaway from this piece of the leadership compass? Well, one, I need to make sure that I understand what my role is in helping our team, the flock, whatever your ministry context. Do I understand my role clearly? And if I don't, uh, whether I'm the pastor or I've been a staff member as well in other other times and seasons of my ministry context, I always wanted to make sure I clearly understood how my role fit into the whole team. And if I had confusion on that, I'd go to my supervisor and, and seek clarity. If I'm leading others that I'm supervising, that I'm shepherding, I want to make sure I've set them up for success by clearly not just recruiting them to a role, but equipping them uh Speaking into their life, whether that's a job description, whether that's, uh, you know, whatever I can do to provide role clarity. And then when I find them struggling in their role, I sit down with them and just say, hey, let's talk about what's going on in your role right now. How content are you in your role? What's going, what's going on in your ministry context and what can I help you with? And now I'm, instead of coming down as the hammer, I'm coming alongside and I'm helping them discover God's calling on their life and helping them to live that out in a clear understanding that ties back to common purpose. One of the questions I've learned over the years that that comes out of the leadership compass is asking someone on the team, what do you need to be able to fulfill your role? 
What? Uh, Great question. Is it a tool? Is it a computer program? Is it training? What is it that I need to do as the leader to make sure you are at the optimal place where you can be successful? Because if you're successful, then our team's going to be more successful. Yep. So as a leader, um, speak to that real quick, the the role of a leader. I, I know you just did a little bit, but thinking about how how that might be a tool. Uh, well, yeah. I think that goes in a couple of directions, and, and you've already you've already talked about the proactive piece of helping a person be more successful in their role. But another thing I've learned is I've got to help the team understand all the roles. Uh, we we are constantly in staff meetings, so when I build a staff meeting agenda, I use the compass every single week. I never walk into a, a staff meeting that I haven't thought through all six of these areas in relationship to where we are and where we're going. Uh, There are times that I have to have staff training and I've got a piece in the agenda to remind our team, hey guys, your role, you can't be a silo. You need to understand that we've got a, and I'll give you an example, our media team. Our media team serves a role and they have certain things that they have to accomplish within their context to serve all the different ministry departments of our church. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't understand their role and how that relates to your role, there can be great conflict between departments. Um, and so we constantly go back and we are talking about, do you understand the role of our media team and how they relate to your department? Do you understand how our maintenance team relates to your department? How do we keep from making a decision over here in this silo and not understand that has ripples that go out to all the others? So. Not only is it understanding your role, but how your role relates to the other roles that make up the whole. How does uh, role understanding, how does that affect contentment in somebody somebody's job performance? Well, a lot of times when there is conflict because of roles, obviously you don't enjoy your work environment, you don't enjoy your team, and you start looking for other pasture. That's that's one breakdown. Uh, the other is if there are unrealistic expectations. I didn't even know you were expecting that of my role. That wasn't clear, and yet I'm being uh, confronted about a lack of performance or this or that. You know, it creates then conflict with your supervisor or with a teammate. And so we've got to be very strategic in how we carry out our common purpose. Was extremely strategic. He spent every day with his disciples, equipping them, training them. Yes, he did ministry, and yes, they were out uh, going two by two, and they were out doing uh, feeding of the masses, and they were doing all the ministry, but they were doing it as they lived life together. And they struggled in their roles. Uh, You find great um, conflict with the disciples often. You've got Peter, James, and John becoming the favorite child of Jesus, so to speak, and the others being jealous, and then Peter and James and John kind of rubbing it in their faces, and, oh, we're more important than you are, and Jesus had to step in and say, no, 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 the most important is the one who serves. Uh, who becomes least, that's the greatest. It isn't who has greater responsibility or you're higher up on the org chart or this or that or who's on my right or who's on my left. No, the greatest is those who serve and are part of 
the kingdom purpose. And so Satan loves to attack. And, man, if he can get those roles confused, if he can get those lines to bleed, if he can get uh, people uh, confused in their roles, he wins. And that's why we as shepherds have to shepherd clear roles and common purpose. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Bill. We're going to conclude this podcast. This is podcast number three. Podcast number one, we talked about the introduction to the compass. Podcast number two, we talked about the common purpose. This podcast, we talked about clear roles. Please join us in podcast number four on accepted leadership. We look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and